Hello everybody, welcome to Optional Opinion here on the Anomalous Radio Network. I'm your host, ADV. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I just want to say that if I sound a little bit nasal, um, the weather has changed and I kind of got a little sick. So if if things happen throughout the podcast, please forgive me. Just want to give you guys that warning. But I got a great episode for you guys. Today's topic why do TV media showcase video games in the wrong light? Um, it's been a it's been a while since we've seen um a lot of TV shows talk about uh video games or pretty much embedded games, and they normally show them in a bad light, saying that this game would do something to their child if they're allowed to play it. Um, usually when there's a school shooting or any kind of shooting that uses uh, college kids or teenagers, they always use uh, video games uh, as the reason to be the escapism, to be the blame and the cause for the shooting, even though that there is not enough evidence to support that. And usually, at, not at the time of shooting, but at the time of the media reporting on it, there are different people who will come on and try to speak on it, give their uh, viewpoints about everything, trying to analyze why this uh, tragedy happened. And usually for some people, they just bring up inverted video games that this kid or the person who was the shooter must have played an inverted game and learned from that in order to just take a gun out and uh, commit these terrible acts. And I always wonder why do the like why do they do it? Um, why does the t- uh, TV media showcase this? Um, I really don't have a, a answer, but we're going to try to uh, see if we could get to one. Um, I do have some opinions on it, of course. Um, to really to really look at it, um, they like to discuss the negative, the negativity of mature games. Um, Usually, depending on who is bringing up the subject matter, they always want to use Grand Theft Auto. Uh, it doesn't matter which game it is from the series. Usually, they show three um, or four. Uh, lately, they've been showing five every time, anytime they bring it up and they show it. And it, it's kind of weird that they always go to Grand Theft Auto first. To show that, you know, inverted games or games of the statue, pretty much open world games, are just too violent. And letting your children play these games make them uh, murder. So they just speak about negativity, how they're not going to bring it into the home, how it's destroying society, and just giving off different uh, viewpoints about it, different opinions. And I kind of feel that, you know, most of these who are discussing them um, are older people, are older adults who really don't have anything to really say positive about video games. They kind of see it as a nuisance. They kind of see it as uh, destructive. Um, they don't see it as a work of art. You know, it, it doesn't video games doesn't get no respect. It's definitely in rated games. They never talk about uh, the ratings or things like that. They just always say that. Uh, when it's a shooting or when something happens, it's Grand Theft Auto's fault. Or some people now say Call of Duty's fault. And in the earlier years, they used it as a way to make people fearful of, which we'll also get into talking about that uh, a little bit later. 
but they think that they could create a discussion about it but they really can't create a discussion because most of the people who are on that channel and who are on the panel there's really no balance they all will discuss and agree with one thing and they would just say that uh since they all have kind of shared the same viewpoint, they always say, well, it's this game's fault and I won't have something like that in the home. Well, we already know M-rated games are for mature audiences, for 17 and up. And it doesn't mean that uh, kids who are under 17 shouldn't play them or anything because there are kids who do play them. It's the parents who buy them. And because they just, they see how cartoony it is, or they, they see how, you know, it's just a video game. Like parents and children kind of viewpoints mature rated games differently. Um, if a kid asks for it, if a parent, you know, a parent is a, someone who loves their kid and just doesn't care what content they see, as long as it's not too adult, they would end up getting it. Uh, video games like there are kids who watch porn that parents don't know about it's nothing secret or anything about it there's just some kids who do it you know there's not a kid who's asking a, a mom or dad to go to a porn shop and buy buy the videos for them you know it's it's nothing that crazy it's just like well if they can find it on the internet where parents don't put no restrictions or anything about it they'll go on and try to find it and that's just how some people are uh with mature games there is a control that's there and i think with some of the TV media showcasing just all the destruction or all the violent part, they're not showing you the full context of what the game is. It takes a lot to get to any of those parts about a, about a mature game. Even in Grand Theft Auto, um, right off the bat, you're kind of you know introduced to learn what the game is all about. You're trying to grab a story. You're trying to get find out who the characters is. Once it allows you to do whatever you want to, when this is opened up and there's freedom, there is cost and effect to it. There are consequences. You you are not strong enough to do all of those things unless you find the cheat codes. Because some people, some kids and adult players also who play um open world games some mature games they were trying to find out what what they can do and what they're allowed to do and once they find a cheat that gives them no punishment to it they will go out and just do whatever that they want to so it, it's nothing um it's nothing stopping them or anything it's just that the t the media doesn't understand that um uh, tv you know they're trying they're trying to get an idea of what these games are about so they could show them in a way that's going to get the viewers um which i also talk about a little bit later but to me personally I, every time i see these segments on tv the first thing that comes to my mind is that none of these people who are playing or discussing this game has actually played it they always just go in and what they show you are edited clips so someone else is playing the game to get capture footage so they could just you know put it out there for people to see and that you know that's nothing new that, that that's the way that the media works that's how news goes but they never show how 
kids or how adults or people who actually play these games are getting to it. Like with Grand Theft Auto, it takes a while to actually go on a rampage or do all the crazy stuff that, you know, they think that you're going to do, like beating, like getting a female and beating her to death to get your money back. You know, like stuff like that. Now, you can say that's the greatest to women, but it could go the same way if you look at Saints Row uh, 3 yet you don't have sex with them because you don't have sex in the game in Saints Row 3 um, and I'll just use that for example uh, Saints Row 2 I think 2 and th- 3 and 4 which is the Saints Row series like you could be a female in there and do all the crazy stuff that you can't you know that you could do in a Grand Theft Auto game it's just that you know you're a female character and you could just wreck havoc. Like, if you want to shoot up, you know, adults in the game. And you pretty much can see that when it comes to, like, open world games and stuff like that. Like, uh, like uh, Grand Theft Auto and Saints Row. And even, um, like, Sleeping Dogs and stuff like that. There's never children in there. It's always adults. And depending on, you know, what kind of person you are that likes to play those games like what you like to do in those actual games you know it's not right by society standards okay i can understand that but it doesn't make you a killer that a lot of news uh uh, reports and pieces seem it to be like these games that people play that are open world like who are who is now spending sixty dollars to do that small tidbit of a game just to talk about it uh, talk about it with people around you um now there are adults who who have to complete this game for reviews and there are adults who want to enjoy the experience because they like that franchise kids on the other hand or you know certain teenagers or children who play stuff like that like you know uh they might fool around with it. Like, they they might have the attention span of, let me get some fun in this game and then cut it off so I could just, you know, talk with my friends and stuff. Like, I have not seen a, kid, a teenager or a kid that plays Grand Theft Auto or Stephen Knox or Saints Row actually come up and tell me of the story and what they get actually out of it, the progress, the controls, the art style, the music, the, you know, storyline, the character development. Like, I don't never hear nothing about that. And I think the TV media people, uh, TV media doesn't showcase that. Like, they have not did a segment of... If kids are playing violent video games, what um, context are they getting out of it? Like, they don't ask them, well, what do you think of the art style? Does it kind of reflect like Michelangelo? Does the storyline really drive you to really continue on with that character to find out more? Um, Are the gameplay controls, like, really hard to understand? Like, the TV media doesn't go into that. They They just assume that... Kids pick up a controller, play a game, and now they're killers. Or they pick up a controller, they now know how to shoot a gun. It's not like that. Guns don't have 18 buttons and stuff. There's no combinations on it. There's no unlimited ammo that's in a gun. Like, there's laws placed to even own a gun. And how would a kid be able to learn how to shoot a gun that they never touch in real life by control. And the media doesn't uh, explain that. The media doesn't tell you that. They just show you 
all they depict all this negativity all all the violence that's in the game that that you know that they just show and they don't really say nothing else about it they just be like if you see these images beware this is what your kid is going to do and it's not really that to actually tell you the truth there's more adults who do crime that have never played the video game look at senator uh leland yee he's been trying to ban rated games or you know trying to get rid of him and he got caught up with the mafia that's that's some grand theft auto 4 stuff and for a person who doesn't play rated games and, and, and been trying to do stuff like that they done it in real life you know kids don't understand that to be you know they're gonna be like they don't even know uh that people who are like talking about it and trying to ban stuff how hypocritical they could be um like children don't understand that they're just like well the game is fun and there's a lot of children who who are underage who don't play who play in rated games don't even look at the news media and that viewpoint like they don't care about fox news or cnn talk about in ready games it's mostly maybe adult gamers who know this stuff and just seeing that they're just running a piece just to be running it so when we come back we're going to talk a little bit more about the purpose of the piece So the purpose of the piece, um, they try to make the viewers aware of the supposed harm of the content. So they're trying to make sure that people who are applying these games for their kids, that they know that these games are violent and that this this is the content that's in the game. Um, 
when a little bit later in the show, I'm going to be playing some segments to give you an idea of some of uh, things that they wanted people to be aware and kind of talk about the some of the conclusions that came from it. Uh, to me, purposely, uh, not purposely, uh, to me, they just do it to gain viewers for ratings. Like, I think sometimes it's just a piece that, you uh, a piece that they just buy because, you know, I feel like they don't have anything else really, uh, uh, really kind of, uh, really anything interesting to talk about in most in most uh tv media once it's of its politics or anything like that they probably would be like well what else are we going to talk about you know we just need uh we just need something to fill in and they might talk of uh out of you know they might get a researcher or they might get a person who's writing about a book or they might get a actual journalist um in the video game community or industry to come on and talk about this uh but to me uh, you know to me i think they're just doing it to get uh viewers for ratings and and not just to say that uh their a show's rating is, is dropping or anything like that but they think that you know there are a lot of gamers out there who will pay more attention to this and who will be who will respond more than parents who normally watch this show um if we take Fox News for example, uh, a lot of people who watch who watch their program are definitely a little bit older generational uh, of people. Um, like you're not looking seeing that fifteen or a sixteen year old or even a twenty one year old uh, looking at this. They will, some people will probably watch it to make a. Uh, uh, to take it as news and so they could report it so other people might be aware uh but when the viewers who are actually watching they're not going to be like oh because this is violent i'm not going to go and buy this game for my grandchild well a that grandchild probably didn't even ask you for that game b that grandchild probably don't even own that system c the grandchild can just ask the parents and the parents are probably going to say no like there's not a lot of kids coming to grandpa and grandma to buy them an m-rated game that's when the kid is only six or seven years old like there's not parents out there now who got a kid a 400 500 dollar system depending on what you spend and now a lot of people might say no my kid is this age six seven years old they got a playstation 4 xbox one or xbox 360 um so you know well a lot of those parents are sometimes having a hard time trying to find good games for them that's more reasonable for their kids not saying that those systems are not kid friendly or anything like that but the titles that's on are on the systems are more for teenagers and for more adults uh where nintendo's more uh very uh, like various within their game content like they have some mature games but not enough that you uh not enough that's going to be very just like oh i can't buy this game for my kid because it's too violent you know or nintendo themselves being known for a company that makes m-rated games no nintendo's kind of known of making a family fun uh game for everyone to enjoy it's mostly third party who make games for the other systems um there are some first party titles that are m-rated uh but they're they're more for people who know the series of that game or who are more experienced in video games now of course we could go to talk about call of duty and 
stuff like that um where the violence is mostly maybe in some of the cut scenes of they're trying to be too extreme but most of it is just like shooting terrorists or shooting other ai in the game uh depending on how you want to see it because it's war um a lot of people think that uh when they buy games like like that uh, where shooting shooting robots is safe shooting other humans is wrong uh, i think a lot of people realize that there's a fear that this might inspire my their kid or their a younger child to be a uh you know a gun or be someone that's gonna just be able to rampage through the streets and I, I think a lot of kids a lot of children um who have a good mentality i should say uh are are able to understand that this is fixed uh fictionalness uh fictionalness uh that this is this is fiction um compared to stuff that's in the real world like you don't even have to really play a video game to see the nature of violence you don't even have to see a movie you literally could watch shows and the shows who are doing these new segments depict all the violence and stuff that's going on in the world worlds and other countries and even here in america but they don't talk about that they might they might say a little bit of it um to create a discussion and start doing a blame game or things like that but they would not realize that if a kid of a younger age sees stuff like this, they might end up actually fearing the world compared to them seeing it on a video game to be like, okay, this is uh, very cartoonish. Like, there are some people who could tell the difference between the art style and between the real world. And there are kids who who are so intrigued by watching maybe cartoons on Cartoon Network or like like Naruto or Dragon Ball or like you know anime or shoot, probably still Power Rangers. Like there are kids who are into other stuff like that or even comic books that they don't need video games to show them violence or you know that's gonna feel like making them making them a killer there's some kids who like these other shows who are really kid friendly because they like the art style they like the comedy um you know when they go see a disney movie or something like that like they're inspired by stories like that um just to get frozen frozen is not violent or anything it made a billion dollars and it was inspiring to a lot of little girls but you know what what if that was in a video game and you know new uh a new segment uh trying to show something like that cut it up in a way to make it look negative would that hurt sales for it it probably wouldn't because a lot of parents would know that no this is not what frozen is about uh this frozen is about this and this like they don't have they don't have to really see that uh and be fearful of where i think uh a lot of people who are in the news media when they show uh a, a video a violent video game to uh more adults i should say they're trying to create a fear for that game to be you know you know prevent that game to be purchased uh but we live in an age where parents don't understand parental control or kids don't show them about parental controls and they can pretty much buy a inrated game by getting it digitally there's no stopping them all they got to do is get some gift cards that's fitting for that system be able to put them onto the system and buy the game um 
the only way that parents would know or even the media would know all about the stuff is that it's because of store sales that people could go to the store and pick up a copy. Well, even if you be a person like, Mom, I don't need the physical copy. I just need these cards. Well, what you going to buy with? I'm just going to buy a video game. Okay. And there's parents who will buy, can buy them, get them the car and just buy it. And just be like, well, how did you get Grand Theft Auto? Be like, I just bought it on the system. I didn't need you to go to the store to get it for me. Well, you shouldn't... Hey, you just brought me the gift cards. You know, I didn't have to tell you what to what to get me and stuff. And plus, it's a joke. And people could always hide it. You know, uh, like they could, even though it's, it's stupid to <laughs> to do this, to take the game off the system so that the parents don't see it and then put it on. And there's some parents who just don't really don't pay attention to it. Like if the video game system is in that child's room or anything like that. The parent won't know about it. You got a digital copy of of an M-rated game on the system that's in your kid's room. The parent won't know about it. And as long as the kid don't say nothing about it or don't make it obvious or anything like that, the kid could be like, the kid could just tell their parents like, oh, I don't play that game. You know, I'm like, that game is old. Or they would say something about it like, or anything like that. Maybe when a shooting happens and stuff like that, parents become aware of it and just be like, oh, I can't get this game because it's too violent. I don't want my kids seeing this. But it, it, it is what it is, you know. Um, and when the news media try to present stuff like that to show a, a certain kind of fear, that, you know, to pre- uh, prevent uh, buying that game, they normally do it when it's too late. Like, why would you do something on Grand Theft Auto Five when the game's been out for almost a year and a half? Like, it's it already made a big announcement that it made all these sales and stuff like that. The news media is not jumping on that game to show the context of it or anything or trying trying to do their violent video game piece. Like they're not doing about it. They wait for a shooting or something to happen and they see what the age is. And once that happens to the age, then they'll try to connect it to a video, a video game to it. But it's just like you. Why are you trying to connect it to a, a violent video game? when the game already sold people already played it people probably already traded in it's, it's not and not playing it anymore like there's so many things that the news media themselves are laid about and trying to create a fear of people of people buying it it's already been purchased kids have already asked their parents to get this game for them and if the parent go and get it because they're over 17 and the parent makes that decision that's on them it has nothing to do with uh them thinking that they're going to stop a sale of a game or trying to prevent prevent them with this fear of buying the game. They are, the parents and stuff already bought it. Definitely with kids who are over 17 or at 17, if they are able to buy the game and stuff and have their own job and get their own money, whether, whether it's doing chores, allowance, or whatever, like a lot of parents won't, still won't have to say about what that child plays because they have that right to purchase it. It's not the store's fault that they sold it correctly to the because by law not by law but by that store policy they sold it they sold it correctly and trying to like create this fear and stuff they got to sometimes realize that it's not the video game that um that they should be uh fearful of or the content that's in that video game they should fear be fearful about the mentality of that actual shooter you know trying to do more research about why 
people who have uh you know their mentality or why uh it why this why trying to have this fear is even like useful or like or even needed like you cannot prevent something if people are already have already brought like you cannot prevent uh a stop of a, of a sale of a gang if it's already out in the open people brought it and then you wait for a year and a half that the game is uh too late to be out of like there's no there's no reason to even do the new segment but once again you're doing it just to get views you're trying to get ratings for it so uh when we come back we're going to talk about the feedback and the failure So the feedback and the failure. Uh, since it's only adults who discuss it, the actual players who know more are asked to be in, in the discussion. So, of course, they're not going to actually reach out to teams who know more about M-rated games and talk to them on why they play it, play it and have the team try to explain it because, you know, there's just two different levels, two different mindsets. Um Usually the uh, angry players will smile to the to the piece in their own way. So the people might you know video uh you know videotape a response to it. Might actually podcast. Might actually blog. Uh, might actually find out the people who are panelists if they got a book out or any kind of uh merchandise out and will rate it and will try to say things about it which i'm going to show you an example uh later on when we get to the next section uh like making the players and people who play these games upset instead of the parents who are you know supposed to be actually viewing this like i don't even think a lot of parents actually pay attention to it i think they just watch the piece and let the video gamers get angry let the players get angry because the parents are still going out there still buying these games now there are some parents who know right from wrong who know that their kids 
is not, uh, you know, not 17. Uh, so that game is not suitable for them. There are retail associates who actually tell the parents before they purchase their get this game, this is what it contains, this is what it's about. Uh, and I don't think a lot of kids actually understand, like, the gameplay mechanics that, like, teenagers and older adults would understand. Um, like, there's some, there's some parents who who don't know nothing about Resident Evil. Like, would you buy a nine-year-old Resident Evil 1 for the PlayStation and let them deal with the tank controls? Like, the kid's going to get keep getting killed because the controls are not easy. They don't function that way. Um, they just, all they know is that the game contains zombies, it's violent, and, you know, they they there's things that they could do about it but the kid has to actually play the game to realize that okay yeah it has violence in it but how do i even get to the violence when i can't like i can't handle these controls like why did they design it that way like kids don't understand that um you know kids will understand more about how mario kart or smash brothers or you know uh just something like real easy for them to grasp and play they will understand that better than uh something like resident evil or grand theft auto um definitely for me who work in the retail space i get a lot of parents ask me about games that uh are suitable for their kids for other systems that's not nintendo and I kind of tell them that, well, these are the only games that they could play. And sometimes the kid parents will be like, oh, I have enough Lego games or I have enough Skylanders and stuff. And I usually say to them that, well, that's the only thing that they have uh, available. Because unless your child is a teenager and unless you uh, allow inverted games or your child loves playing sports games, you don't really have a choice in the genres and the material to choose from. You know, these systems are kind of for older gamers, older adults, um, where Nintendo is probably more uh, family friendly, more for your child. Now, if you if you feel like that, you're not a person that think that Nintendo or thinks that Nintendo's too babyish, um, you kind of would be surprised that it's <coughs> sorry about that. You would actually be surprised that, you know, Nintendo has the big range of stuff. And it has more openings in their ratings. Like, the only in-rated now that I know of... <coughs> Sorry again. The only in-rated that I actually know of uh, for the Wii U that's on sale, um, besides Zombie... It's just kind of like Zombie U and Bayonetta 2. Like, those are kind of the most well-known in reddit games that's on that system or uh, for review there's a lot of e and a lot of t uh titles and a lot of good games uh, of resident evil revelations also um uh, a lot of good games that uh people could choose from that's on the digital e-shop or that's on the wii u that they could play and even games from Wii that they could pick up and choose from and play on the wii u like there's a lot of titles that's suitable for a lot of kids now, when it comes to a 15-year-old or a 16-year-old, if the parent is think that they can can handle Call of Duty or you know handle uh in, like other M-rated games that's not you know suitable for them, uh, parents will still buy it. You know, uh, but I think that uh, when the game already comes out already, uh, still sells and the piece falls flat. 
from the news media, I think it, they just realized that, you know, that's when I know that they're doing for uh, uh, Brandis and stuff like that. Like, a lot of the players who know know these segments and watch it, they won't really say much. They, I mean, not to the point where this is be like, oh, you're doing this because da 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 this da da that. Like they they really won't go on a tirade. There are some people who who will go on a tirade and say the things that they say, but they really won't. Uh, they they pretty much uh just uh it just amazes me about how how I, I just and definitely this is for me. Uh, it just really feels like trying to angry people to watch these segments, you know, video game players. Like, I don't think they're doing a good job of it. Like, you would get some response. People will, uh, will respond. Uh, people will do their actions toward that uh, segment and toward the people that's on it. And then maybe two or three day, days later, uh, forget about it. And then it's not it's not a big topic that they hold on to throughout throughout the whole year or you know throughout uh different segments uh like you might hear a news story about a violent video game or a research you might see that two or three times a year on that particular uh news channel and it doesn't make no difference so like so why even do it like if you're not changing the context if you're not trying to have a more of an hour or or you know a part two of a show and get children or people who actually play these games talking to adults who think that these games are negative like if you're not having a dialogue that's more balanced the piece is gonna is gonna fall flat so when we come back i'm going to be playing some uh new segments for you and give you guys examples of some of what i'm talking about <laughs> So in this next section, uh, I'm going to be playing some clips for uh, certain new segments. Uh, I'm going to also be talking about some of the replies that actually, uh, and things that actually came from that particular uh, new segment uh, and for some in the panel. Uh, so the first one 
that I'm going to be playing for you guys is the Mass Effect 2 sex scandal uh, discussion in 2008 on Fox News. amazing stuff. I was looking at it a little bit this afternoon. It's a, a new role-playing video game that is leaving nothing to the imagination. Mass Effect is what it's called. Uh, it's made for Microsoft's Xbox system and it features some, in some parts of this, you'll see full uh, digital nudity. Imagine. And the ability for the players to engage in graphic sex and the, the person who's playing the game gets to decide exactly what's going to happen between the two people, if you know what I mean. Now the game is rated M for mature. However, critics say that Mass Effect is being marketed to kids and to teenagers. Microsoft responded to these claims and said that they were inaccurate. They released this statement that reads in part, we actively support and abide by all video game rating systems and provide built-in industry-leading technology such as parental controls and a family timer that empowers parents and caregivers to monitor their children's experience with video games, notably with respect to content, online interactions, and the amount of time spent playing. Cooper Lawrence is a psychology specialist radio talk show host and the author of the new book The Cult of Perfection and Jeff Keeley is a game expert with Spike TV welcome uh, to both of you uh, you know Cooper it, it sort of cracks me up whenever I hear a, a company say that you know there's all these controls in there that you can monitor the time and you can you know but basically the box Pandora's box is open I mean kids have access to these things and unless you're hovering over them every second they're going to find ways to see this stuff uh, on the internet how damaging is it really well the thing is you know it's the, the whole concept of like 13 year olds have never seen Playboy they're not supposed to. It's that idea that, I mean, let's let's talk about who the video game is for. It might be for adults, but if you look at the statistics, who is playing video games? But adolescent males, not their dads. So that's the first thing. The damage is this. We know that all the research shows that violence has a... Um, desensitizing effect. Well, sexuality does too, because this is when the developing mind is happening. This is when they're first deciding who they're going to be, who their identity is. This is when social development is happening. And here's how they're seeing women. They're seeing them as these, as these objects of desire, as these, you know, hot bodies. I mean, they don't, they don't show women as being valued for anything other than their sexuality. And it's a man in this game deciding right. how many women he wants to be with. All right, let's get Jeff in on this. All right, that's uh, com go ahead, completely Jeff. incorrect. Yeah, it's completely incorrect. First of all, you can actually play as a man or a woman in the game. Cooper, have you ever played Mass Effect? No. Right. Well, I think the fact is you talked about, you know, another thing that you mentioned is that how it's, you know, has full graphic nudity. That's completely incorrect. Uh, there's no full nudity in this game. There's the side of an alien boob, which can be seen. It's uh, a small sexual situation in this game, which is about two minutes out of a 30-plus hour experience and Jeff, to destroy let me this ask you character, something. Commander Shepard. Jeff, let me mm -hmm. ask you a question. I, I have not played this game. I went on the website today. I clicked on a lot of different trailers. I tried to learn as much about it uh, as I right. could before we did this. You know, it's interesting. When you click on it, it asks you your age. It says you must go through a scanning mm -hmm. process. So I thought, oh, this is going to take forever. Okay, so I, I put in my age, and then, boom, you're in. No problem. So that is a pretty easy right. screen to get past. There's nothing graphic that I saw on the front, you know, the pages that I looked at on the Internet. Uh, but it does beg the question, you know, how, what it does to kids in terms of how they think about violence and sexuality because they're, you know, engaged and, and blowing people away in these. Well, I think what's, what's interesting about this, we talk about, you know, sexuality in the media. One of the great things about Mass Effect 
people that have played it know this. This is a, a sort of a choose-your-own-adventure story, and it doesn't force you down any situation. You can actually play through this game without the sexual situation ever happening. Right, and the young the boys game. are going to be choosing not to have sex. That'll be what they'll choose. I mean, no, let's be realistic here. No, because it's not a simple it's choice. But Cooper, it's not a simple choice. You don't turn to the game and says, "Would you like to have sex or not?" It's through the evolution of a relationship with characters and the fact that this game has incredible artificial intelligence, and you can actually fall in love in this game. And it, it's the it's just like modeling your life, and I think that's a much more powerful form of media. Darlin, I got to go with the research. And the research says there's a new study out of University of Maryland right now that says that boys that play video games cannot tell the difference mm -hmm. between what they're seeing in a video game and the All real right, world if they don't have a real experience. All right, Jeff, well, thank you. It's a very it's a fascinating game, and I'm just amazed at just the you know artistry and what you're what it looks like. It's Let me absolutely add phenomenal. It's a fantastic Cooper, go. game, and sex is a small little part of it. <laughs> All right, thank you very much to Jeff and Cooper. Let's go around the panel really quickly and get your thoughts on this. You know, when you buy video games, which I just had my very first experience doing recently because I, I swore them off until this past Christmas when I said, okay, I'm going to break down. But you, just, you have to pick up the box and look at the back for the rating. And then, you know, I mean, you have to be involved in what your kids are, are looking at. What do you think about Absolutely. it? Absolutely. I just last week uh, bought Princess Enchanted Brides uh, for my six-year-old daughter, and, and I'm not very good at these oh, things. Oh, that's not for six-year-olds, like, Jeff. I'm like <laughs> with this, you know, princess, uh, whoever, like trying to get to the next stage, and you're just in the room, like you have to figure it out. And I'm not very good at it. But I will say this. Look, who can argue possibly that, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker meets Debbie Does Dallas is a good thing. It's not. It's just not good. And I'm definitely yeah. not going to let uh, Mass Effect in my house. All those things no. with MA on the back. Mature it, audiences. And up. then the thing is, is once it's in the house, that's the thing. There's yeah. a lot of grown men that love video games. Let's right. be honest here. But once it's in the house, we live in a day and age where our children are not always supervised. It's not the days of the Playboy magazine when a lot of moms were at home for the majority of the day. Many kids let themselves in after school. They have time. What do you think a young boy's gonna do? I wanna play my dad's video game while he's not here. And I think that's dangerous. We really have to watch this. I, w I wanna buy the game where Lauren fights Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> It's coming out at Christmas. We'll, we'll give you all the details. Yeah, I'm not sure why it didn't get an adult-only rating. That's the highest rating that get, it can have. So, first of all, this board that rates them needs to have their head examined. And this made me feel old watching this. What happened to Atari and Pinball and Pac-Man? This is an incredibly sophisticated... I mean, it's like watching a full-feature film, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's incredibly sophisticated. But we have to be careful here. Let's face it. There's all kinds of bad stuff coming through the Internet, right. through video games. And the reality is, I would argue that the government cannot and should not censor everything coming across the web and in video games. At the end of the day, it's just like Chet said, it's up to parents to control what their kids are seeing. It is, unfortunately, and it makes being a parent a much harder job, mm -hmm. I think, sure. than it used to be because there's just such a flood. And also, you can access things on the Internet and download them. So you're thinking, if I don't buy it, it'll be okay. But there's all kinds of ways to access, even on your phone, uh, to access this stuff. So it's tough, not easy being a parent, but interesting uh, to take a look at that. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Stay with us. So, I'm going to play to you guys the, uh, not play, um, I'm going to read to you guys uh, the response that happened um, after that piece was uh, completely shown. Um, and this is coming from uh, Game Politics, uh, January 26, 2008, which I must say they are, they have ended their run. Uh, I think they still got the site up and you still can find articles, but um, Game Politics is no more. Uh, I did watch their podcast, Super Packed, 
uh, Super Podcast Action Committee on uh, uh, on the site set last Saturday and on YouTube. Um, and just talking about different things that happened throughout the career and some of the articles that they wrote. Uh, so those guys would definitely be missed, but you could check them out. You can still watch that video on YouTube, um, check out their podcast and uh, get more info about that. Um, uh, but the title of this piece called Cooper Lawrence, I misspoke about Mass Effect. The pop psychologist and author who so enraged the gaming community this week with their condescending attitude and false characterizations of Bioware's Mass Effect has fessed up to the New York Times. Cooper Lewis made her comments to the NYT's Seth Skeezel, who writes for the gaming community, a tense reaction to Lawrence's Monday appearance on Fox News Live Desk. From the article, the internet have no furry like a gamer score. Bound by global measures boards, blogs, chat rules, and of course the games themselves, gamers and perhaps are perhaps the single most intense subculture on the internet, fiercely protected of their pastime and at ease with the byways of cyberspace. Irate gamers have flooded the page on Amazon.com selling Miss Lawrence's book most re- uh, selling Miss Lawrence's most recent book, The Call of Perfection, Making Peace with Your Inner Overachiever, sending this user-generated rating into oblivion. Many of the reviewers admit they, that they have not read Miss Lawrence's book. Lawrence told Skeezel, uh, I recognize that I misspoke. I really regret saying that, and now that I've seen the game and seen the sex scenes, it's kind of a joke. Before the show, I had asked somebody about what they had heard, and they had said it's like pornography, but it's not like pornography. I see episodes of Lost that are are more sexually explicit. Meanwhile, Bioware CEO Ray Mazuka told Skizo, We're hurt. We believe in video games as an art form, and, and on behalf of the 120 people who poured their blood and tears into this game over three years, we're just really hurt that someone would misrepresent the game without even playing it. All we can hope for is that people who actually play our games will see the truth. We're delighted to see that Cooper Lawrence has come clean, but we also like to know exactly how the Mass Effect beatdown was orchestrated by Fox News. As game politics demonstrated in an earlier case regarding Halo 3, another psychologist was briefed on what uh, what to say just before the airtime. Um, and they have a link called How Fox Morning Show Sessionalized the Halo and Church Issue. Does something similar take place in this case? So far, we received no answer to the three questions we posed to Lawrence earlier this week. Did Fox News brief you on the game and to what extent? Were you instructed by Fox News to adopt the position critical of the game for the program? What study from the University of Maryland are you referring to in your comments? So, um, that was just the piece that uh that they talked about and it was really huge. I remember um uh being uh uh watching uh people's reactions and hearing the, uh all the stories about people giving them a book like really low rents and saying, even though I haven't read the book, it's poorly written and stuff like that and they still have uh a lot of bad ratings on it, a lot of reviews. Um, so this next segment I'm going to be playing uh, is from CNN. Uh, the title was called Video Games Don't Trigger Violence. And this is actually from 2015. So let's take a listen. Is there a link between violent video games and these recurring acts of mass killing in our society? 
Well, the answer may not be as clear-cut as you think. Joining me now, live from Philadelphia, is Dr. Patrick Markey. He's an associate professor of psychology at Villanova University who researches video game violence. Dr. Markey, let's just get right to it. There's been plenty of research out there which shows a link between violent video games and aggression. But can we go so far to say as to say that playing violent games triggers or leads someone to committing any violent act? No, it's very difficult to make that kind of claim. That, as you said, we know that violent video games are linked to increases in hostility and so forth. But there's really no evidence to suggest that such violent media is linked to these uh, shootings or really any real-world violence. That what we find in our laboratory studies are very small effects affecting our thoughts, our cognitions, but not so much affecting our actual real behaviors. What about minds that are psychotic? Uh, I suppose it's difficult to tell after the fact uh, when these individuals are, are often killed, such as the Newtown shooter or uh, the Navy Yard shooter, uh, what triggered anything specifically. But the effect that a violent video game has on a normal college-aged male, uh, those are the subjects of a lot of these studies, uh, or adolescent, may mm -hmm. not be the same when it comes to people who have serious mental problems. No, you might absolutely be correct. The problem is we just don't know yet, that the research really is not there. It's irresponsible for researchers in my field to take research done on, as you said, normal adolescent males and so forth, and then try to generalize those findings to these actual horrific acts that we're kind of essentially going beyond the data that we've collected in our laboratory when we try to predict it. So you might be right, but I mean, I would guess that the bigger cause of these types of situations are the shooter. I mean, it's already the news reports coming out that I mean, he probably was paranoid, schizophrenic, and so forth. And looking for whether or not video games contribute to that really seems to be looking at perhaps the smallest effect here, if any. Is there any evidence that playing these violent video games in which you are playing so some sort of a role uh, and shooting a, a fake gun, etc., uh, has more of an effect in causing aggression, whether it's aggressive thoughts or, or aggressive acts, than, say, watching a very bloody and violent movie? No. There are theoretical reasons why violent video games should have a bigger effect than violent television or movies. But empirically, there's absolutely no difference. In fact, when we look at meta-analyses, which are big uh, studies done on all the studies done in these areas, what we actually find is the effect, the average effect of video games is actually lower than the average effect of movies and television and so forth. And so, at the very least, it's unfair to say that violent video games have a bigger effect on an individual than other violent media. What do you think as a researcher, every time there's one of these mass shootings and they seem to be happening with disturbing and despairing frequency these days, uh, it seems like almost every single time the shooter played these violent video games. I understand a lot of people who think there should be gun restrictions, more gun restrictions, think that even talking about violent video games is changing the subject from the most important thing. What's your reaction as somebody who studies this? Yeah, I think you nailed it on the head, that I think this becomes a red herring, that essentially the profile of most of these shooters are they're males, they're between 20 to 30 years old. And the average age of video gamers is about 30 years old. In fact, it'd be more unusual to find one of these shooters if that they didn't play video games. So really finding that they play violent video games is not particularly surprising, considering if you take a random sample of any males, most of them are going to report playing violent video games.
And lastly, sir, as somebody with young children, uh, what do you say to the parents out there in terms of letting their children play Grand Theft Auto V or any of these other violent games? Uh, do I don't know if I don't know if you have children. Should children be allowed to play? If you had children, yeah. or, or if you do have children, are they allowed to play? Yeah, I have two wonderful children, um, and they're not allowed to play. And it's not because I'm scared that playing Grand Theft Auto is going to turn them into a killer or anything. The reason why we protect our children from violence, from violent video games, even from, you know, discussing sometimes watching CNN even, is simply because we try to shield our children from this violence. We don't want to make them to be scared. It's not because we're going to make them to be killers. So I think it's a wise idea to not have a child play a violent video game. But that recommendation is not because doing so would turn that child into a killer. It's simply because doing so is exposing that child to something that's going to scare him or her. And as parents, our job is to protect our children. So um, that was just a, a segment from um, CNN. Um, it was really good. Uh, I haven't seen that one. So it was really cool watching it. Uh, for the first, definitely for the first time. Um, now this next one is is kind of long. Uh, well, it's not too long, but I think it's worth uh, uh, uh worth to be listened to. Um, I just really found this out. Uh, and this is my friends from 2013. Um, it's the NRA blaming violence on gays movies. Um, and this is from the Dave Parkman show. Uh, I was able to find it on YouTube. So uh, let's give it a listen. I want to see what you guys think. Just one month after the Newtown, Connecticut shootings, the NRA, which has been blaming violent movies and video games, has released a shooting game app with targets. The targets, some people are describing them as coffins. Other people describing, these are not the targets, by the way, which are up on the, on the screen here. Other people describing the targets as being uh, uh, crude representations of the human body with a red bullseye over where roughly the heart would be. This is the, the height of hypocrisy, and this, this isn't even as far as it goes. The NRA also did, in addition to blaming violent movies for gun violence as opposed to accessibility of guns, uh, just after that they did a Hollywood guns exhibit glorifying firearms in movies. And then now, after saying that video games are the problem, they are doing this uh, video game app where the goal is to shoot people for 99 cents, ladies and gentlemen. You can upgrade your gun to an, to an MK-11 sniper rifle for 99 cents, Lewis. I know that doesn't appeal to everybody, but it is an option, and I guess that is the, the freedom of choice that the NRA likes. Yeah, like you said before, uh, the NRA is the Chamber of Commerce for Gun Manufacturers, and it's their job to make people look in every other direction except at themselves. I, I, it's like there's two levels here. Well, on one, there's, a, there's some level of insensitivity here where the NRA is on one hand going out and claiming that they feel bad about what happened in Newtown, but at the same time releasing this. And then the other layer is just that it is hypocritical because it goes against what they say. If it is movies and video games that are causing the problem, we now have the NRA on the record as being part of the problem, putting out a shooting game, as well as glorifying guns through this Hollywood guns exhibit. I mean, that, is there any, can we mitigate this in any way? Am I missing anything? Is there anything else to be explored? Uh, I don't think so. Natan, do, do you want to weigh in on this analysis? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my opinion of, of this whole situation with the NRA is what we've been saying, which is that 
This is they're not even representative, not even representative of their own members. I mean, they're representative of the gun lobby. That's where 74 percent of their money comes from. And um, the fact that they keep on doing these insensitive things at the most insensitive times is kind of proof that it doesn't matter what happens. They're going to continue saying the same thing. Certainly. And the other thing also, Lewis, is that when you think about people saying, well, look, the NRA must be doing something right because they've gained like a quarter million members since the Newtown, Connecticut shooting. I don't think that that, that there's any validity to that. Any issue-based group is going to gain members when that issue is out there. Now, there's, there's more than a quarter million people who before weren't, were casually not members of the NRA and now are very acutely not members of the NRA, right? And, and again, because it is an issue group, there are this 250, 000, uh, the, these 250,000 people who have decided to become members. I don't think we can really point to the fact that th- an issue group is gaining members when the issue is in the news as evidence of anything. Right. Is the argument that they, they must be on the right side of the issue, the correct side of the issue, because they're gaining all these members? No, it just means that uh, perhaps they have a clever way with words, and um, I don't even think are, it's that. I just are, think are it's, good at recruiting people. Their issue is in the news, so when you when people say, "Oh, this, I care about this issue," what organization can I join? It's the NRA, essentially. If you are um, if if you are in favor of people having guns and so on and so of forth, you think of guns, you think of the NRA, but the, but they're sending different messages. I mean, I'd imagine that when you go to the NRA website, which I've never been to, it's probably all the stuff that people who love the Second Amendment, that people who think Americans should own guns, that people who do own guns want to hear. And so they automatically um, – that resonates with them. For sure. But you know, it's a very different message that they're sending to a lot of media outlets. No question about it. Yeah. Experience. And that one, uh, uh, this last clip I played, that one was uh, astonishing to me because I didn't even know they even have a, had an app. Um, I know they had a PlayStation One game. Um, someone had mentioned it and like kind of showed the pictures about it. But I was just like, really, the NRA want to blame everybody else? It did to make it even worse. Like right after that Sandy Hook shooting, um, they were just like they believed the teachers should also own guns to present prevent the stuff from happening. Um, and then like if <laughs> like a couple of months ago or weeks ago, they were talking about you know. There should be a law for kids to own guns, uh, so they can protect themselves. It 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 literally has just gotten completely out of hand. Now everybody know if I'm going to talk about uh anything that deals with news segments and TV uh, media that deals with violent video games, you know Jack Thompson has to make an appearance. Uh, this one is Chris Matthews versus Jack Thompson in 2007. So let's take a listen, and uh, we'll go from there. Experience. Let's go now to Jack Thompson. He's the attorney. This goes back a bit. He represented the families of the girls shot at a different school. Remember the one at Paducah, Kentucky, back in 97? Well, Mr. Thompson is a strong opponent of violent computer computer games. Jack Thompson, thank you, sir, for joining us. I asked the suite mate, and again, it will come up in a moment here, this interview we just did. He said there there was some, the kids are like most kids at that campus at Virginia Tech. They are basically into basketball and other sports. There's not a strong subculture of violent video games. And and they had no real evidence that the, the shooter, and that's what we can call him now, Cho Seung Wee, was one of these kids involved with that sort of game. 
Well, they're, they're inconsistent in their comments, Chris. They said that they didn't have much to do with him, but yet they know what he was doing. In well, they fact, didn't see any evidence of that. Well, in fact, the Washington Post today, as you know, reported that his high school friends or his associates said he was immersed uh, incredibly in the in the video game, the computer-based game, Counter-Strike. Tell me about Counter-Strike, because it's a strong theory of yours. What is it? Well, it's, it's not just a theory. Uh, the, well, until, it's a theory that it had something to do with this case. That's right. Until Monday, the worst school shooting in world history was in Erfurt, Germany, at the hands of Robert Steinhauser. He killed 16 and then himself, and he was immersed in the game Counter-Strike. It's a very violent, Internet-based game in which you kill as many people as possible with all sorts of weapons. Uh, that event changed the chancellor's uh, race in Germany. It changed the laws in Germany. And here we have now uh, Mr. Joe, who was involved in this same game, according to his high school classmates. His own suite mates at, uh, uh, in Blacksburg said that he was on the computer all the time. He wasn't downloading music. He was, he was well, playing this game. Chris, That's not what we just heard. Wait, we just talked to his, one of his suite mates. He, he said when he know. looked on the screen, he said he just saw him writing uh, linear uh, English, just writing yeah. apparently essays or when, plays or something. When he looked on the screen. But the fact is, and here's what's significant, Cho was able to go room to room very calmly, efficiently, coolly killing people. In Red Lake, Minnesota, Jeffrey Weiss killed uh, 10 people, and they found that he trained on a video game to do it. Chris, you can't do something this well the first time you do it. And, and the fact is, it wasn't the first time. He was in a hyper-reality situation, in virtual reality. Almost every school shooter the FBI and Secret Service has found is immersed in violent entertainment. Okay, explain. And the to, the, to the civilian out here, the person who sure. doesn't know about Counter-Strike, how's the game prepare or drill him in the execution of 32 people? It drills you and gives you scenarios on how to kill them. Uh, it gets you to kill with your heart rate lower. In fact, the FBI agent in Red Lake said that we could tell by the surveillance videos that Weiss's heart rate was not above 60. That's impossible to do unless you've done it before. And so the video games, it's the reason, Chris, why the military uses these same type games to train soldiers how to kill and also to have the willingness to kill. And What's your the, most recent, I, did, I need to get up, I know it's yeah. a theory, and it is a theory in this case. When is the most recent testimony, and when does it apply to, that he was involved with Counter-Strike, the video game? Uh, the Cho was. Cho? Uh, his high school friends, and typically... Okay, when, well, he's when, a fourth-year student at Virginia Chris, Tech. Chris, I've been on college campuses. In fact, I was in, in, at Virginia Tech debating this issue a number of years ago, and the fact is... Almost, I'd say, 80% of the male students in colleges are spending their spare time playing these games. And for this sweet mate to say that, A, he didn't have much to do with his sweet mate, and yet he knows what he was doing, uh, the fact that... Do you that know what he was doing? We know... Do you we, know whether Cho, no, the shooter, know, was I'll involved you, with Counter-Strike at Virginia Tech the last I'll, four years? Chris, we know... For, in two regards. We know from his high school friends that he was into this. You don't drop it when you go to college, typically. Secondly, the FBI, the Secret Service, have found that the one common denominator among school shooters is the immersion in violent entertainment. And the significance of what happened today with NBC getting this is that this, this sending to NBC of, of this to extend beyond the grade this media event, this is an extension of what this guy was into. Don't you understand? The video games 
our art imitating life, and then you get a bleed over of, of, of life imitating the art that he was into. This was all a game for this guy. It was a body count game. This you was don't know that, though. I know it from what other school shooters have done. I've represented the parents in Paducah. Right, but you are projecting other cases onto this case. You're projecting the, what he was doing four or five years ago onto what he was doing this weekend. Chris, the forensic fact is that he, the coolness with which he was able to pull this off, quote, the first time he did it, indicates he rehearsed it. I'm sorry. Uh, that's simply the way it works. That's what the FBI has found, the Secret Service. That's what we have in the school shooters. For example, the Montreal Dawson College shooter of last year, he trained on Super Columbine Massacre, okay, an internet-based well, game, and also Postal 2. So the common denominator... We'll find out. I'm, yeah, I'm not will. against any theories until they're proven or disproven. Let's see if this w uh, bears to be true here. Thank you very much, Thanks, Jack Chris. Thompson, for coming on Hardball. When we return... And it comes to find out that all of that was untrue. Of course, it's Jack Thompson who ended up getting the bar. Um, and he even talked about the Sandy uh, Hook shooting when he was able to talk about it. Uh, he ended up getting the bar like a few, uh, uh, I think, a couple of years after that. Um, and it's weird that uh, CNN actually have a documentary about uh, the Virginia Tech shooter. Uh, and I believe on one point, uh, he, the place that uh that like there was a gun shop or something across his school, um or uh, I I got I didn't get a chance to uh, really watch it, um uh, that he actually was practicing you know uh at the gun range uh you know on those targets and stuff, so uh he never uh Jack Thompson never explained what kind of strike is, um and he really didn't have proof that. Uh, Cho was a big Counter-Strike player uh, He kept saying you know high school Students but like Cho is a Fourth you know he's a senior In college he's been there for four Years and he was Kind of a playwright uh, doing Other stuff so uh, it May have been something that uh, That had to deal with his uh, Mental state we Really don't know uh, but I but the Counter-Strike thing, I think Jack Thompson was just trying to use it because he was, it was weird if you listen to it that, uh, or even watch it for yourself, uh, you can find all these clips on YouTube also, that he was talking about uh, uh, a shooting in Germany and then put video games to it and just like Germany didn't have Counter-Strike. Like, there's laws in Germany about uh about games like that, and I don't think uh Jack Thompson knew, but uh he was a big magnet, and he might still be a big magnet for his 15 minutes of fame. Uh, but when we come back, uh, I'm just gonna talk about uh, uh about these segments. Will they continue? They probably will, but uh, I'll talk about them when I come back.
So, we wonder will any of these new segments uh, will continue. Um, and to tell you the truth, and sorry to say that they will, um, they'll continue because, you know, they want to make people fearful um, and they want to do it for ratings. Um, it's going to continue because they're waiting to find a connection. And once they get that connection, uh, they'll be, be like, we told you guys years, I have, you know, and trying to be... Uh, trying to say that they prove to everybody that there's been a connection and and might actually realize that there was actually no kind of connection uh so they're going to keep showing these things to make sure that they get uh that answer hopefully they can prove it one day Uh, um it's going to continue because nothing is being done about it you know they're like these tv news media like there's no segments that could talk about video games without mentioning violent video games like there's no big kind of discussion or anything like that uh i asked uh why haven't they just had a discussion about game ratings and you know studies about uh game ratings um uh why they haven't shown a segment about how easy or difficult it is to buy certain games like there's so many things about video games in general that the tv media could talk about but they choose not to they feel like when it comes to m-rated games it's an easier sell and it's an easier to grab so they're going to continue doing this and we as the people um whether we are gamers or not as viewers and stuff we're going to continue to respond in the way that we need to respond um and it's going to, it's, we just got to be more educated. And I don't think a lot of people are educated just yet. Gamers are educated, but I think viewers who don't really put, uh, play video games or get media, like have that kind of gamer lifestyle, they won't know more. So, uh, we kind of got to inform them and talk them through things. Uh, but I'm, it's sad to say that stuff like this is going to continue. I just actually want, for me, definitely, sorry about that i kind of just want the media to stop using grand theft auto for their reason for that segment or just in ready games i kind of want them to open up and discuss i want the actual people who are delivering this news to do some research themselves and play these games like i would love to see uh a let's play from fox news from uh from the journalists and let them see how did they get to the content that they was going to be talking about if you're going to show me about all the violence and stuff i'm going to see you play it you know you're going to whatever if you play good or bad or get the hang of it we want to see more i think that's why it's good kind of to look at the react videos and see all the people who look at these games and play and just realize that you know the the content might be too mature for kids under age but they can sense why it is mature and sometimes they end up getting hooked and start having fun um so i think they need to do more stuff like that but this is the end of the show uh but before i go i just got some plugs for you guys um optional opinion uh you can find it on the anomalous radio network.podbean.com you can find the show on soundcloud and i'm happy to announce it is on itunes just look up optional opinion uh you can find that there uh and 
you know, subscribe and you guys can check out some of my past episodes. You also can check my other podcast that I do host with uh, Larry Giver and Adrian Nieto uh, and our West Coast correspondent, Tony Zilakakis. Uh, he's our special guest. Um, it's called World One One Podcast. You can now can find that on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Just check Optional Opinion once again on iTunes. Um, I do another podcast called the Deluded Geeks Podcast on the Anomalous Radio Network dot com. Um, we just got done talking about uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, so that should be some up sometime in the future. So do check that out. Uh, we're going to be doing some more episodes, so hopefully you guys will check us out there. Um, happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. You can find them on SoundCloud. Um, you can follow them on uh, Twitter at HPP, uh, HP Podcast. Uh, and you can uh, follow them on Facebook, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Uh, I did an uh, uh, episode with those guys, so that should be coming sometime in the future. So do check that out. I had a great talk with those guys. Truly awesome. I cannot wait to have them on uh, Optional Opinion. Uh, Simon's Cake at simonscake.wordpress.com. <coughs> You guys can check their podcast out. They're doing some Let's Plays on YouTube. Uh, oh, also, we're happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. You can check them out on YouTube also. Uh, the DNA Podcast, the Digital Nerds uh, Advocate Community, um, they have a podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and they also have their YouTube uh, series uh, with a lot of content So for different games, different segments. So you guys can do check that out, and you can follow them on Facebook. Uh, at the DNA uh, uh, community, digital nurse advocates community, uh, you can join us. Um, you can join a uh, World One One podcast. We're also on Facebook. Uh, this show though, you can email all your thoughts because I want to hear what you guys think about uh the TV media coverage of violent video games. You can email the show at myop two comment at yahoo dot com. N Y O P the number two C O M M E N T at Yahoo dot com. And you can follow me on Twitter at that retrocode T H A T R E T R O C O D E. Um you can also read some of my writings um, at IGN.com under anime. Um, just look up anime, E-N-I-M-E. Uh, this coming week, I'm doing uh, a, a feature called, well, It Ain't Mario, and I'm talking about B-rated platforms. So do check out those articles and check out that podcast uh, when it drops. Um, you can also read uh, my uh, series called The Moment at skirmishfrogs.com, S-K-R-I-M-I-S-H-F-R-O-G-S.com. Check it out there. Uh, I just recently did uh, Crash Bandicoot 2, and I also did a uh, uh, review of Great Game Day for Muramasa the Demon Blade for Wii. So do check out some of my writings there. Uh, but I want everybody to have a good weekend, have a good week, or whenever you're hearing this podcast, have a good time. Uh, because you never know what what will happen. Um, uh, and please pray for Princess family. We did lose a, a legend, an icon. Um, and I don't have any of his music, uh, or anything like that. But he would surely be missed. I was actually shocked when I found out that he passed away. So, uh, Prince will be missed. We kind of lost a lot of the greats. Uh, but you know, uh, that's life. That's why you need to cherish it and you need to just have fun and enjoy it. So with that, everybody, I am out. Peace.